Welcome to the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast. My name is Ines Padar and I'm a spiritual mindset and business coach. The goal of this podcast is to help you use the full power of your subconscious mind to ditch imposter syndrome, raise your vibration, unlock the doors to abundance, and grow a low stress and high income business. So let's get started. Hi everyone and welcome back after a long, long absence to a new episode of the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast on a very hot topic that I myself have been going through and I've decided to be extremely open, vulnerable and authentic because I'm sure many of you are going through the same, which is procrastination or delaying a certain type of action that you know would be very useful in your business because many of you are business owners but not only in your life in general and it could be you know creating that program you've been wanting to create for a long time or launching or making yourself more visible or starting a podcast or tiktok or doing video content it can also be finally you know upgrading to a nicer apartment that you've been wanting for so long but you haven't done because you are afraid that you can't you know pay the rent or that is going to be too expensive or ending a friendship that you know is no longer healthy for you it could be so many things and if i had to summarize in one simple sentence the reason why we do not do the things that we know we should be doing and would be the better thing It's because the cost of taking action is higher than the possible benefits. And all of that is a perception. So the perceived cost of taking action is higher than the perceived possible benefits. So I really want to launch right now, but I'm procrastinating. I'm not doing it because if I launch and it completely flops and I do not make no money, it's going to be so distressing and hurtful for me and maybe that will put me in front of a bigger meaning that doesn't need to be true but that's what I feel that maybe I'll never be successful in my business and I'll have to go back to that old job that I hated that the cost of the the potential failure associated with the launch is so high versus the benefits of it you know going well and me being happy that I decide not to take action because it's just not worth it. So the cost of taking action and launching and potentially failing is higher than the perceived benefit, hence the reason why I am not doing it. And it's the same with everything. So the cost of ending that unhealthy friendship uh, might be that, you know, maybe you'll be a bit lonely for some time and you won't have any friends around you. And maybe, you know, you are benefiting in some way from that friendship where maybe you are worried that you will be accused of being a heartless bitch if you do end that friendship. So all of that cost is higher than the perceived benefit benefit of, you know, increased mental health on your behalf and on your part if you do end the friendship. So in this episode, what I'm going to talk about is basically this cost versus benefit concept. And I'm going to talk to you about this uh, hypnosis session that my mom gave to me Each time I'm procrastinating about something, each time I have a fear, I go to my mom because she does the same work as I do and she helps me immensely and I really want to take you through all of the scenes I went back to during that hypnosis session that was specifically on the theme of procrastinating about a launch because I was afraid no one was going to sign up. I'm going to share with you what came up and the lessons that I needed to learn and integrate in order to overcome the fear and I'm also going to talk about some examples of how this could be holding you back in your business on several aspects of the business um, and what I would do about it. So I really thought that you would benefit from like a case study of myself and my business. And I first want to say that even though I've had many successful launches and I've also have had complete flops, even four and a half years now in this business and for in my online business I still have apprehensions each time I launch and most of the time I'm able to quiet the you know the negative voice and just see it as a normal part of growth and decide to do it anyways and usually that comes rather easily or 
I will procrastinate about a launch and every single launch I have done was supposed to happen four to six weeks earlier, but I procrastinated about it. But once, you know, I stop procrastinating and start planning, usually I get inspiration, I get, you know, excitement, I can see how I could do things, what type of program would help the most people at the moment, I can really tune into the energy of my future clients and then structure a program in a way that is going to benefit them the most. All of that is, you know, I guess part of the gift that I have in the work I do so I can tune into people's energy extremely easily. And then it's kind of game on. So it doesn't mean it's not difficult or that I don't have anxiety, but like the wheels are in motion, the train is on the train tracks, the car is on the highway, you know, the 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 skateboard is at the skate park, whatever analogy you want to take. And I'm just in motion. But this time for this launch of this program that I'm going to open up enrollment for, something just wasn't moving. And I was like, what the hell is going on? This is so weird. And instead of applying what I know how to apply, my fear and my ego were able to hijack me and kind of make me hide like an ostrich, burying my head in the sand and just saying, oh, maybe it's not the right moment and I'll just wait, you know, longer. And the way that it made me wait against my will is that I've had health issues Nothing too serious, but like annoying enough that I was sleeping 15 hours a day or completely unable to do anything. Um, And I've had health issues for the past two months. Like my immune system has been on strike. I've caught everything you can possibly imagine. And if there's one thing that I was always able to rely on was my health. I could spend, I could go five, six, seven years without even having a cold. Um, and here we've had a bit of a a breakdown and usually a breakdown comes before a breakthrough. So if you're having a bit of a breakdown right now, just use this very powerful reframe. A breakdown always comes before a breakthrough. It's because you're about to leap to the next level. You are about to shatter a glass ceiling and that's scary. Your ego doesn't want you, you to go there. So it will just create some chaos in your life to bring you back where it's familiar and comfortable. So congratulations, you are about to experience something nice. Anyhow, that's a tangent. So my body, my mind, my subconscious mind, more specifically, have been very clever at slowing me down, holding me back in a way that I didn't really fully become aware of what was going on until very recently where I was like, wait a minute, I've been in business for four years, I know what it's like to be scared of launching, and I did it anyways in the past, so why am I not doing it now? So I called my mom and I said, mom, I need a session on this fear, because there is something in my mind that is creating procrastination, it's creating analysis paralysis, it's creating confusion, it's creating lack of inspiration, like if this part of me could have fished out every single tool in the biggest toolbox ever made on planet Earth, it did. And by the way, it is very common as a subtle form of procrastination that we suddenly lose inspiration or that usually, you know, maybe when you think of a program and how to structure it, you have to like go back and forth and brainstorm for five, six, seven, ten days. Usually it's the case with me, between seven to 14 days, I'm like a mad scientist taking notes on like a million different journals and then putting everything together until I come up with something I love. And this time the inspiration, like it wasn't clicking, there were pieces of the puzzles that were missing. So all of that is a distraction from part of your mind that is afraid to let you go in the direction of your higher self and your greater purpose and the world of wealth, abundance, and health that is waiting for you. So I called my mom. I said, my mom, mom, I said, mom, part of my mind is holding me back. I have no inspiration. I'm not feeling this launch, but I'm aware enough to know that me not feeling it is absolutely not a reflection of, because it's not going to work. It's just my mind being hijacked by deeper fears that are making me believe stuff that's actually not true. So we set the intention on going back to the root cause of the fear that has been keeping me kind of not moving. And if I had to describe an image of how it is that I felt 
thinking about this program that I wanted to put out there and I'm so excited about the prospect of working with lovely people because I always attract the most amazing clients but I just couldn't do it it's as if a hand had me on a chokehold so like strangling my neck and it's always around my neck that I feel these things and it felt like threats were coming from everywhere and I just couldn't move or that when you turn off one fire another fire starts you're kind of like an animal cornered and you don't know where to go what to do until you don't have a choice and you have to bolt through it like bolt through the launch put your big girl pants on and just do it anyways so that's the intention we set And so we do a timeline hypnosis, which is a fascinating exercise that I use with all of my clients and it works so well. And basically how that works is we go to the very first time you feel a certain pattern of feeling because the rationality or the underlying hypothesis behind that process is that there has been once in your life or generational or past life a strong emotion that wasn't... um, that didn't get resolution. And so your mind will try to create circumstances over and over and over again to give you an opportunity to get that resolution. So in my case, it was the feeling of paralyzing fear, getting cornered, or kind of like being attacked and having to wait until I have no no choice but like bolt through the fire. So the first scene I go back to is up the generational tree. And I am my great-great-aunt that I I met. I met her. She passed away one and a half years ago at 101 years old. And I'm basically her. And she felt completely panicked and helpless because she was stuck in a relationship that was abusive and she felt that she couldn't get out. So she knew that she had to do something. She knew that she had to bolt and get out and do what she was very scared of doing. But in her mind, there was just no way to do it. Like when she tried to think about how to do it, nothing came or it was just paralyzing fear. It's like when you're looking left and right and looking for a solution and your mind just can't find one. And that's exactly how I felt about this launch, which was a very interesting feeling. Like I technically know, okay, you know, you know, you need to start promoting and record, record a podcast episode, Instagram, Facebook, email, all of the things. But it was as if the feeling I had is as if like no matter what you do, it's not going to work or no matter what you do, no amount of effort or strategy is going to lead you to the outcome that you want or need. So and it's so scary, like the prospect of trying so hard and failing, which would mean that then there is no hope at all, that you might as well not do anything. So at least you don't have to face the potential that all hope is gone. So that's how I was feeling in that launch and that's exactly how my great aunt and I'm basically her right in this timeline exercise we go back to generational tree and I'm feeling these feelings as if I'm her and timeline exercises we always use a process which basically we ask ourselves so we ask whoever I'm doing the timeline exercise on what lessons and resources needed to be acquired that once acquired would allow you to solve that situation So what I could see from that perspective is that she had the answers within and it wasn't as hard as she felt it was. But once she was in that box of helplessness and hopelessness, all she could see was darkness and absolutely no open door to escape. So once I could kind of float above her and see all of the elements and I could see the abusive relationship and I could kind of see her past and her future and all of the people around her as if I could see you know, planet Earth and everyone moving around, then I could also see all of the options that were available to her that she couldn't see. So I took some altitude, saw the options that were available and all of these things that she was so scared of, like what is what if what is society going to think? Because back way back when she was like in her twenties, so it was like in the forties or fifties. Like you didn't get divorced back then. Like that didn't happen, especially if you come from a very Catholic family. So there was like the fear of what would people think if people would ostracize her, if her ex, future ex-husband would lash out, come after her, blah, blah. And eventually the lessons that needed to be acquired. So my mom asked me, what lessons do you need to acquire in order to find resolution from that event? And one of the things was all of the answers are within me. 
I can do this. It's not as complicated as you think it is. And trust God because God has never betrayed you. Ask for God's guidance and God will guide you. So that was, that were the lessons I needed to acquire. So that's, you know, what I integrated and then I felt good. And she did indeed, my great, great aunt, leave her husband and created a very wonderful life for herself later on. And funny enough, sweet, uh, short parenthesis, I talked about it with my mom after the session. And she said, it's funny that you said that the lesson is trust God because God always has your back. Because what my great, great aunt had done way back when is she went to her priest and asked for guidance and the priest told her you need to get out of there and basically gave her his blessing and was because she was so um, Catholic that really really helped her get out of there so very funny I didn't know that before we did the session so that was the first scene and I hope I'm making sense my mind sometimes is a bit scattered and by the way your mind being very scattered and you not knowing what to do and where to start is a typical symptom of your ego trying to hold you back from, you know, taking the action that would make you leap forward. I see this with my clients all the time. They're like, I'm so scattered. I don't know where to start. I'm so disorganized. No, you're not. Your mind is playing tricks on you and we can solve that. So then I go back to a previous scene, all to do with this fear, like paralyzing fear of, oh my God, I can't move. If I make a move, it might be even worse, etc., etc. And I'm in some sort of war zone where bullets are coming at me. And there was this sense of if I had anticipated this better or if I had taken action when the at the very first signs that I should have been taking action, I wouldn't be in such a dire situation. And now it feels like either I stay where I am, but the bullets are getting closer and closer or I have to bolt and get the fuck out of here, but that's so scary because what if, you know, I get killed or badly injured as I'm running across all of the bullets in the fire? And the feeling around that scene was, well, you knew that this was coming, but because you were fearful, you waited, and now you ended up in an even worse situation. And I feel that this happens a lot when it comes to a business. You know, we're looking at our bank account and we're like, okay, all of my clients I've had until now, we're kind of like ending the program. So I need to launch again or I need to be selling to make sure to have that consistent cash flow in so I can, you know, pay my bills and go on that trip or whatever. Or I need to consistently be posting on Instagram so that I can warm up my audience in order to then launch and sell a program. So we know that this is the optimal thing to do and that if we don't do it, we're going to be in a not so great position later on but what do we do we don't do it so we wait and we wait and the more we wait like on the launch the more you wait the less you have time to warm up your audience the more you are afraid that no one is gonna buy because no one even knows about you and you haven't posted in so long or the more you delay your launch the less money you have in your bank account until you you have to launch because now you need the money but now because you need it it's so stressful like I'm sure you know exactly what I'm saying so the bullets were coming and again, like once I elevated myself above that scene, what I could see is that I didn't have an anticipation problem because I was able to see well in advance that trouble was coming my way. But because the prospect of the trouble was so scary, the reaction was to freeze and not do anything and then only move and bolt when it's do or die. Like you don't have any other choice. If you don't do something now, it's going to be a disaster. If I don't post now, it's going to be a disaster. If I don't launch now, I'm going to run out of money. If I don't finally, you know, do this thing, like start working on my master thesis and my deadline is in one month, I'm not going to get my degree. It's always at the last minute. So what I could see from that scene is when you can see the danger from afar, or the potential threat from afar, it's going to be so much easier and calmer from your nervous system to start planning now rather than wait until you are in the middle of the battlefield. Like if you can see the enemy coming from very far away and know your triggers and say, okay, well, I'm not willing to put myself in a situation anymore where my bank account is almost zero before I launch again. I can see that now I have five grand, 10 grand, two grand, whatever, and that with all of the bills I need to pay, I can go on for another, I don't know, eight weeks like this. So I'm not going to wait eight weeks. I'm actually going to anticipate and do it now. 
so I'll be better off later, right? So the lessons that needed to be integrated is, hey, you always make it, but this is like unnecessary stress you're putting yourself through. And instead of trying to avoid pain, like future pain by freezing, you're just putting yourself in a situation where there's going to be even more pain. So you might as well embrace the suck now. Yes, launching is scary, but it's not going to be as scary now when you have eight weeks than it's going to be when you only have two weeks to pay for your bills. So that was the lesson that needed to be integrated. And then we went to a scene that happened even before that. And this time there was fire. So it was very similar in terms of feelings to like the bullets. But this time it was fire. um, And the fire was surrounding us. Maybe we were in a house or a village. And because we were so scared of the fire, we didn't dare go out. But then the fire got closer and closer until it was so late that we just bolted through it. And we made it, but with some scraps and burns, when if we had anticipated and decided to move earlier, we could have avoided that situation. So that is a very similar lesson to what I just shared about the bullet, is that, okay, if you can see something coming from afar, even if it's unpleasant, do the unpleasant thing now, while the cost of not taking action is relatively low, rather than waiting and waiting and waiting until the last possible moment where you're going to be so much more triggered and where everything is going to be so much harder and you're barely going to make it out and you're going to be left so traumatized about that very stressful experience that you'll never want to do it again. Because we need to remember that when I put myself through a very stressful launch or when I don't post and then I post at the last minute, when I take, you know, clients that pay me shitty rates because I'm too afraid of increasing my rates I'm creating a very negative experience associated with sales or launching or my business or posting and the more I do that the harder it's going to be to motivate myself in the future to do the same because now there's so much stress associated with the experience that my nervous system to make me survive is going to want to avoid that amount of stress. And if stress is associated with launching, posting, or selling, or increasing your prices, it's going to want to avoid that in the future. Whereas if I can plan and be smart and release some of my triggers and do things now rather than the last minute, I will have such a nicer, calmer experience through all of these things related to my business And then my nervous system will know, yeah, okay, maybe this is not what I prefer to do. I would rather be on Zoom with clients than launching, but it's actually pretty okay. Like last time we did it, yeah, it was a bit stressful, it was a bit boring, but it wasn't that bad. And I made quite a bit of money and I could go to the amusement park with my children and buy a new Dyson V12 or whatever, right? So now we start associating positive things with taking action. So the benefit of taking action is starting to be way bigger than the benefit of not uh, the cost of not taking action and this goes back to the point that i initially said we need that we need to put ourselves in a place where the benefit of taking action is greater than the cost of taking action and until now it's been the cost of taking action that's way bigger than the perceived benefit so some of these examples that you might be Examples that you might be experiencing in your business is you know that you need to make yourself more visible. So maybe you want to record a masterclass. Maybe you want to start TikTok or a podcast or you want to talk in someone else's group or you have this event that someone invited you to where you have to give a talk about whatever you know your niche is and you're not doing it. Why aren't you doing it? Because it could immensely benefit you. You could find, you you know, you can network, you can make clients, you can make money, and then money can give you more of the things that, you know, are on your vision board, which is amazing. So why aren't you doing it? Because the perceived cost with you making yourself visible could be that what if people judge me or make fun of me, and I will feel awful just when, like, I was bullied as a child. Or when my ex-narcissist partner put me down and humiliated me and made me feel stupid in front of other people. Now, you might be aware of this, but odds are that you aren't and it's completely subconscious. So the perceived cost is subconscious. So you're not doing something and you're not quite sure why you're not doing it. And then you beat yourself up for not doing it because you feel stupid and you feel ashamed and you feel that 
as a business owner who's supposed to have their shit together, why the hell am I not doing what any smart people would do in my position? And why can't I sell when other people are selling or making themselves visible or increasing their prices? And then you start internalizing all of these things, feeling very inadequate, and your identity and self-image takes a big blow. And you see yourself as this helpless, procrastinating little creature that doesn't have her shit together. And it just snowballs into a big disaster of procrastination and not feeling proud of yourself and feeling like your dreams are never going to be available to you and feeling that the universe is unfair because other people can make it but you can't and feeling that something is wrong with you because why can't I just do it because I know what I'm supposed to be doing, blah, 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 right? You know exactly what I'm talking about. And all of that is a always comes back to the title of this podcast episode. I mean, I hope this is going to be the title of the podcast episode because the cost of taking action is bigger than the benefit of that action. And the only reason why you feel that the cost is bigger is because of subconscious programming or past events that have taught you that there is a great danger associated with the type of action you want to take. Other example, maybe you uh, want to sell a package, like a three-month package for $3,000 or $10,000 or whatever price you want to put on your package. And that feels way better than selling single sessions for $100 or $200 because if we take some basic math, if you have one client who pays you $3,000, uh, you would need 15 clients who pay you $200 for a session. And it's easier to find one client than it is to find 15. Some of you might feel that it's super rare to find someone who's willing to pay you three grand versus someone who's willing to pay you $200. But I have seen time and time and time again that this is not true. It's all about your belief system and people, you know, who pay only $200, usually they're cheap and they're like a pain in the ass to work with, not always, but often. And it's actually not that hard to find someone who's going to pay you three grand. Um, so why aren't you doing it? Well, maybe if you were like me, you feel very responsible for your client's results and it would devastate you to think about the possibility that you would sell a $3,000 package and that someone trusts you and invests in it and then doesn't get the results that they were expecting. And it would remind you of all of the times when you were desperately trying to help your mom or your dad or your brother or your sister who were miserable. And because you are an empath or a highly sensitive person, you could feel how distressed and awful they felt as you were growing up. And you did everything you could. You were the perfect child. You had the perfect grades. You never rebelled. Or maybe you did, maybe you lent them money, maybe you were a child, adult to your adult parents, and it has left feeling you completely devastated and empty to feel that all of your efforts were never enough to help someone that you loved so, so much. I had to do a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of therapy on this, a lot of EFT, a lot of hypnosis. I spent many thousands of dollars to finally not feel overly responsible for people's results, which were a direct reflection of me feeling responsible for my mom and my dad's happiness. Uh, so the cost of potentially raising your prices and selling a package that's $3,000 would be that you would have to face the extremely difficult emotions where, that you experienced earlier or that you might still be experiencing of not being able to help your mom or your dad or someone that you loved so, so much. I've had a few clients um, who had that type of guilt with a family member or a friend who committed suicide, um, where they were telling me, you know, I did, I wish I could have done more. I wish I could have seen the signs or I did everything I could to make them happy. And they still ended up taking their own life. And that pain is so deep and great that they never want to experience it again and that pain might be woken up if we have a client who's completely helpless and they paid us and they're not getting results for whatever reason um, so the cost associated with increasing your prices and charging three thousand 
is way greater than the benefit of having the very nice experience of someone paying you three grand instead of having to find 15 people who pay you 200. So that is why you might be not, you might not be selling that package that's $3,000. Other example, maybe you want better boundaries. So you don't want to answer your clients after 5 p.m. You certainly don't want to answer them on a Friday which is maybe your family day, or you don't want to answer on the weekend. But you're not setting the boundaries, because again, if you do, maybe someone would accuse you of being heartless, or a client might tell you, I really, really needed you on Friday, and you didn't answer, blah, blah, you know, whatever. And because you grew up with a heartless mom or dad or family member, you decided that you would never be that person ever. So for you, it would be a terrible thing to experience if someone calls you heartless. So I know that for a very long time, it was very difficult for me. If someone said that I was mean or wicked or that I didn't have any compassion or empathy because I do have so much compassion and empathy. So doing anything that could lead to someone telling me I'm heartless or I'm like a cold-hearted bitch or I have no empathy would upset me so much. And and just talking about this now, I can feel my throat uh, closing, right? So it's really upsetting me. Um, So I will avoid any situation where that might be the case. So maybe if I have zero boundaries now, um, even if it's with a friend, right? Maybe, you know, I have a friend who's walking all over me, which I've never been in that situation, but a few of my clients have. They are so afraid to cut that person off or go low contact or no no contact because they might be accused of being like a heartless individual who doesn't care about other people. And that cost is so high that it's just not worth it. So we don't do it. So I'm pretty sure that you get the principle. And the way that I went through that process of changing the perceived cost and basically alleviating the cost so I could only focus on the benefit because again... We will not take action when the cost, the perceived cost, is bigger than the perceived benefit. We need the benefit to be greater than the cost in order to start taking action. So the way that I completely turn around my business, which was not really generating that much abundance, it was just making me survive, keeping my nostrils above the water, not even my head. My lips were underwater. I just had my nostrils <laughs> above the waterline so I could still breathe. That's how broke I used to be when I started my face-to-face business. And then when I switched to an online business, that's when everything changed. But it wasn't the switch from face-to-face to online. It was the switch in identity and the many, many hypnosis and EFT sessions I did over the course of six months as I transitioned from face-to-face business to online business that allowed me to open the doors to abundance and lord knows this business has been abundant. It's quite ironic that I have a master's degree in accounting and finance and to this day I don't know exactly how much I have generated in sales because I'm that lazy but it's nearing $400,000 in four years even though there's been at least one and a half years where I didn't work at all in the business for various reasons. So it's been very solid, right? But before I could get to this point, I remember vividly that I needed to shift some of these perceived costs and lower them um, so that I could actually start taking action. And I remember that one of the biggest things I did was the fear of receiving. For me, there was a cost associated with receiving. So I never allowed myself to receive. Um, And four years ago, when I had that realization, I asked myself, like, do I have a money problem? Because if I'm not manifesting money, then I have some funky money stories going on. That's what everyone in the personal development world tells you. If you're not making money, you have limiting beliefs around money. It's really that simple. So I was kind of exploring that, and I'm sure I did have some, but not that strongly. Like, I love money. I don't I don't say like stuff like money is the root of all evil or money doesn't grow on trees. I think that money is a fantastic resource that the universe has created to give you access to things that make you feel fulfilled and happy. So many, maybe 
you know, money gives you access to living in Costa Rica like me. Maybe money gives you access to a surfboard. Money is one of the channels through which you can get your kids to a nice private school or homeschool them or buy a minivan and travel the world or get a Russian blue cat or go to a very nice hotel and have a very nice, you know, dining experience with your significant other. Like, it doesn't matter, right? Um, so I was like, okay, if I'm not making money, I probably have funky money stories, but it wasn't actually the case. I had a receiving problem. And for me, receiving always came at a cost. If I receive from men, men will expect sexual favors. If I receive from my dad as a kid, my dad will then tell me stuff like, now you have to be a good girl and keep your room cleaned. So it was basically, I saw it as him gaining leverage over me and being be able to boss me around because I have gotten a gift, right? Or if, you know, a colleague gives me something, it's kind of fishy and they probably expect something in return. So for me, it was absolutely not safe, nor was it familiar to receive because in my family, I had always been in a provider energy in terms of emotionally providing for everyone's well-being uh, worrying, so all of the um, intellectual burden of thinking of what could make other people happy, solving other people's problems. So I was in this very masculine energy of always providing either emotional support or money or solutions or time to others. So my, my body didn't even know how to receive because it was so far from my identity. And only when I realized that receiving is amazing, receiving is safe, receiving is fun and the more I receive the more I can give and it's all about balance and the cost of receiving basically went to zero or was significantly reduced was I able to increase my price and manifest high ticket clients rather easily. There was also a huge fear and cost around being visible and I've recorded a a previous podcast episode you can scroll I can't remember which one it is um, on how I had this past life experience where when I was visible, the people in my village, it's really cliche, I don't know if I made this up, but it doesn't matter, like whatever images your mind comes up with are relevant. So I was in this village, I was a bit of a witch, I had my plants and was helping people and people didn't like that, so they hunt me down and the way I kept alive was hiding in the woods and I lived ha- happily ever after in the woods But in my mind, the cost with being visible was death. So of course, if part of your mind believes if I'm visible, I'm dying, it's never going to make you visible. So you can try and, you know, kick yourself into action about your visibility. If the perceived cost of making yourself visible and doing videos or content is death. And of course, it's not true, but it's a perception Of course, you're never going to do it or you're going to do it and it's going to take tremendous amounts of energy and you're probably going to feel burnout afterwards and you'll procrastinate about it for another four four weeks to four months. So I had to deal with that and again, make peace with that perception and release that erroneous and perception and misunderstanding from my subconscious mind until I got to the point where I was like, hey, visibility is fun. People can find me. I can help them, they can pay me, and everybody is happy. Then, there was the big fear of not delivering results, which I basically just talked about about uh, just talked about in the context of feeling overly responsible for other people's results and happiness. So again, I had to make peace with that part of me that had always felt responsible for my family's well-being and realize that our souls are all on their own path and only ourselves can make each other happy. And actually how I'm benefiting from this is that if I attract brilliant aligned clients, they benefit so much from working with me because they're healing and evolving and they're so grateful and they send gratitude to me, which feels great to me and I feel great about helping them and everybody is happy. So again, the benefit had to be greater than the cost. And last but not least, the fear of selling packages uh, and running out of money. So When I had my face-to-face business, I was selling single sessions for between $100 and $400. I had inched myself up to $400, starting at $150, and I progressively managed to increase my prices. 
But then I, I met these people online who said, hey, like I sell packages that are $2,000, $3,000, $5,000, $10,000. And people pay for that. And it was so abstract. I remember being mind boggled that this was even a possibility that existed in this world that someone would just pay you three grand or five grand. And some of them would pay in full. And you don't even have to work that much with them because they don't need it. <laughs> So it was something that didn't even exist in the realm of my possibilities. Um, and the fear or the cost associated with me increasing my prices was, well, if I increase my prices and only sell packages, no one's going to want to buy them. So I'm not, not going to make any money and I won't be able to pay for my bills and I'm going to run out of cash and I'll have to go back to the bank. So again, the cost of changing my rates and selling packages is everything's going to go to shit and you have to go back to the job you hate in the bank. That's the cost. Versus the benefit of, yes, it would be way more convenient than selling my single sessions. That's the benefit. Versus the cost of going back to a miserable bank. So, of course, I didn't do it because the cost was way bigger than the benefit. Once I changed my perception and I healed, you know, whatever limiting beliefs and programming I had around that and I became an energetic match to people who pay 3000 or 10000 or 5000 then for me there was no cost because because now I'm that person who can easily sell packages for $3600 there is no risk because people come to me and pay me that amount of money so the worst thing that can happen is that, well, maybe it doesn't happen immediately, but it will happen eventually, right? And the second worst thing that can happen is that if really it doesn't work, I can just take a part-time job, make a bit of money, work on myself a bit more in, until I get my belief system to where it needs to be, and then it will work. So now the cost is really low. I'm, I'm not really losing anything. I'm taking a bit of a risk that feels expansive and scary at the same time, but I'm more excited about the prospect of, oh my God, once I have that first couple of clients who pay me 3601 go, I only need to manifest one a month or not even because my cost, like my bills were very low back then. So I only need to do this like every five or six weeks instead of having to run around like a headless chicken trying to find 20 clients who pay me a hundred bucks. So then the benefit of increasing my prices was way bigger than the perceived cost. And again, as soon as the benefit is higher than the cost, you will do it with excitement or you will not have the fear holding you back. So this is what I wanted to say in this podcast episode, that it's all about perceived benefit versus perceived cost and understanding that your perceived cost that is stopping you from taking action, that is making you scared of the action that you want to take, that is making you procrastinate, that is suddenly making you sick just before you were planning on starting your launch, that is making you the most confused human being on the planet, even though it was very clear what you wanted to do before, that is turning you from a very inspired human being to a completely uninspired human being, all of those things are all part of our good old programming that is afraid of us expanding into our zone of genius. And that is what is keeping millions and millions of humans in situations that are not really floating their boat. And because I perceive cost is often tied to our sense of survival, that is why we're not doing what is scary, because it's perceived to be a threat to our survival. So the solution to that is change the perception, knowing that the perception is not factually true, but it is based on evidence from the past that was programmed in a way that is biased or limited, that could be passed down at a cellular level from your generations, or that you could have acquired in past lives, and that it served a purpose back then, but it is obsolete and no longer serving a purpose today. So if we can go to your mind and change the perceived cost and lower the intensity of the fear, you then start to get excited about that action you wanted to take. 
And each time you get excited about doing something, it usually goes well. So I'm always excited about going surfing. Even when I'm challenging myself to go on a very big wave or like a steeper wave, I know that, you know, there's a risk that I fall or that I hit my board in my face and slice my skull open, just like some of my friends have done. I might crack a fourth bone. You know, I've already cracked three bones surfing. I might get another one of my bruises that will take five weeks to go away. But even though that is the potential cost of going surfing, the benefit of all of the fun I'm having and feeling proud and seeing all the improvement is still way higher. So that's what we want to do in your business. We want to get you to a point where it actually excites you to take action Knowing like, ooh, is this going to work? Is this not going to work? And if it does, it gives you so much confidence and momentum to then do it all over again. And this is what this program that I'm launching now, and I'm saying this 100% authentically, I still haven't finished like the official presentation page where you get all of the details and information because there's still a few details that um, I want to be 100% sure about and the structure of the program in a way that is going to be the most impactful for you. But basically, this is what this program is about. I looked at my transition that got me from super broke to abundant as fuck. My first year in business, I think I made like $250,000 in sales. Of course, sales and profit is not the same, uh, but my profit margins were like 60 to 70%. So I'll let you do the math on that, on how much money I was taking back home. So... The process that got me from broke to abundant and that allows me to this day to not really work that much. I'm more like surfing and chilling out with friends in Costa Rica than working. And I'm still manifesting huge, you know, one-on-one mentorship clients that are paying me way more than everything I could have ever imagined in my finance job. And it's because the perceived cost with having this business and taking action and launching and having big clients is way lower than the benefit of all of the benefits I'm getting from it. And it doesn't mean that, you know, you want to do the work and you never have to do the work again. New level, new devil. It's, you know, a constant journey of inner work, self-growth and expansion in terms of the person that you are and are becoming. But this program, it's going to be a four-month program and only open to not that many people so I can really have my eyes on every single one of you at a personal level is to change your identity to a level or to a new identity where you are happy and excited about taking action, where some of the things that you used to be scared of in your business now are relatively neutral, so you can go through them as a business-as-usual type of activity, where you have accountability because God knows that I have an addiction to chaos. And I had to admit this a few months ago. I didn't like to admit this at all because I like to believe that I'm a person who's really consistent and has her shit together. But when it comes to consistency and discipline, I still have a lot of progress to make. And discipline is the highest form of self-love. So it's also a reflection of how I'm not loving myself to the extent that I want to love myself um, in general. But anyhow... How many times have I fallen off the train of something? How many times did I say I will, I don't know, do yoga or meditation or EFT every single day and I don't even last a single week and something I'm actively changing because consistency also creates predictability when you can show your subconscious mind and your conscious mind that you you do the things you said you would do. You also create a strong basis of predictability. And one of the reasons why we procrastinate and we don't do scary things is because we are afraid of the unknown and afraid that something in the future is not going to be okay. But that is also all rooted into our lack of accountability and consistency because we have trained ourselves to never know what is happening or not going to happen because we're not consistent and not keeping the promises we are making to ourselves. So anyhow... This program is about building a new identity, building a new belief system, and building emotional regulation so that you can go through all of these things in your businesses that you've been avoiding and that have been costing you in your self-image, your confidence, and cash so that you don't do it again. And four months, 120 days, 
is way more than enough time to make some big significant changes, but it's also fast enough that you'll see the changes rapidly so you don't have to drag this process on for six or 12 months and it also gives us enough margin that we will set objective with every single one of you three to four objectives of things you want to alleviate or release so maybe it could be okay i want to release my fear of judgment of what people are going to think when i publish on the social media i want to be more consistent i want to reduce my anxiety and i want to increase increase my prices four clear goals four months very reasonable timeline which at the end of this program will bring you to a place where you don't wait until the fire is right there before you have to take action and bolt through it and burn half of your hair, but you can see things coming, plan accordingly, and take action on the plans you've made that will give you great results and benefits that will then positively reinforce how great it is to plan ahead and take action that brings cash in your bank account so you can do it over and over and over again. So I'm going to stop talking now because I feel that I have talked enough. Stay tuned on social media for all of the details and what is included. And I am very, very looking forward to uh, working with all of you who decide to join on this round. It is very symbolic for me because literally now, four years ago, is when I started my online business and when it grew exponentially I really believe in energy in time so like I can see February to May as being a ramp that skyrocketed my business and I really believe that energetically at this period each year I get a new opportunity for a ramp that can skyrocket my business and I always manifest clients who are in a similar energy to mine so I also completely and inherently and deeply believe that it will be the same for you so to conclude all of your problems can be solved when you can manage to reduce the perceived cost that you are associating with taking some sort of action so whatever action is scaring you look at what you think the cost is what is the bad things that could happen and then work on releasing or alleviating that perceived cost because once the cost is low enough, the benefit will outweigh the cost. When the benefit outweighs the cost, you will actually feel motivated and excited about taking action. And this is a very simple way to break down how to get the motivation to take action without you have to force yourself through it. So this is it. I hope you loved this podcast episode and that you know, my own case study of what came up in the timeline hypnosis resonates with you and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. Now, if you want to experience the full power of your subconscious mind to manifest more abundance and more clients towards you while you sleep, I've got a gift for you. The Abundance Hypnosis Recording. It will help you let go of imposter syndrome and money blocks directly at the subconscious level and rewire your mind to energetically attract and manifest more abundance in clients. This recording has already helped thousands of women let go of deep-seated limiting beliefs and negative blueprints they didn't even know they had. And all you have to do is go to inespadar.ch slash abundance recording in one word. And of course, all of this is in the show notes. So see you next time on the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast.